Welcome to Grow and Learn, people who want to grow spiritually, mentally, materially in abundance. Today I'm bringing in Chad Hufford, all the way from Alaska. We're going to be speaking about mindset. We're going to be speaking about the importance of physical health, physical, health, physical strength for your endurance and abundance. Hi, Chad. Welcome. Chad is a financial planner and um, he's also, apart from his planning um, business he's also coaching people or on mindset or at least this is a large part of his practice so i'm welcoming chat today thank you so much for having me zarina it's a pleasure to be here and yes a lot of what we doing what we do with our financial planning really does come down to coaching because uh finance really is an endurance sport and without the right mindset with the right habits people won't be able to execute the the practices long enough in order to build financial independence. So the mindset, the behaviors uh, becomes such an important part of what we do that most days I feel more like a, a counselor and a coach than I do anything else, which is great. I love it. Mm -hmm. You're located, this is how we started our um, pre-chat before recording. Um, you're located in rural Alaska and you've lived most of your life there and now you've you've set up your family and your business also in the same area. What are the reasons you chose this lifestyle to 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 be close around your roots and how did you when when you when choosing to set up your business was this in any relevance to your um how should I say values related to your roots tell us a bit about this oh absolutely it was very much tied in so uh i came from a relatively large family there's five of us kids and we grew up here in anchorage alaska which is the most probably civilized area uh, of alaska but you don't have to go far to be in the middle middle of the wilderness and uh, it was a great way to grow up we, we grew up um doing a lot of of hiking and exploring and climbing and hunting and just enjoying the 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 woods and like I said the wilderness all around us um, but also we had a very tight-knit family is very close and that was very very important to me uh, my wife grew up very differently she grew up here in the same town but very different values a very difficult home life and she really wanted what I had and I realized it was very important to her. Uh, Zarina, my degree is actually in biochemistry. I went to school uh, for medicine. I, I wanted to be a hotshot surgeon. That's what I thought God's calling for my life was. And when I met Tiffany, uh, who's now my wife, I realized she wanted a, a family. She wanted a husband. Uh, she wanted kids. She wanted a, a father for her kids and not a hotshot surgeon. So I had to regroup and it was a huge part of, of why I started this business. My practice allows me a lot of freedom and flexibility. I mean, we work hard. Um, it can be stressful. There's a lot of pressure, but at the same time, it provides me some autonomy and how I even built my business was very strategic. Uh, in fact, I actually have a couple of family members that work with me and this allowed us to remain close together as siblings, but also as our extended family continues to grow, we have the ability to, to stay tight as, as a, a larger family unit and also stay connected to our community. So it was very intentional, very strategic. I uh, had to pivot along the way, of course, 
but uh, it's it's really been a blessing. Mm -hmm. You're currently managing uh, about 500 million of funds. Where do you want to take it? How long did it take you to bring it to this level? And tell us a bit about your business. What what kind of investments are you are you currently in? Well, we we typically use mutual funds, and the the analogy that I'll give you is is kind of it's kind of like somebody getting a gym membership. Um, it's not so much the access to the tools the access to the equipment, the the treadmills, the dumbbells, all those things. It's how you use them and the consistency. So we didn't need to reinvent the wheel. Just like a personal trainer doesn't need to invent a better treadmill, um, invent a better squat rack, invent a better barbell. They just need to teach people to use what's already existing. So we, we use the investments that are already out there. Uh, we're independent, so we use mutual funds and, and similar investments from well-established financial firms, and we make sure that what they're using is in line with their long-term goals, and they have a plan and a, and a strategy to execute along the way. So yes, it's helping them find the right investments, but more than that, it's helping them become a better investor, and those are two completely different things. And I was, I was speaking to a group of, of health executives um, a couple months ago down in Nashville, and I used that that gym metaphor. And I just explained, you know, if, if we took this entire group and gave them a membership to the best gym in Nashville, and Nashville has some phenomenal athletic facilities, because if we give your entire group a, a membership to the nicest gym, the nicest facility in a year, very few of these people would look any different than they do today. Because it's not about what they have access to. It's their own habits, the behaviors, and how they use them. So that's really what we focused on is helping people better utilize what is already out there and helping them better manage the options and choices that they have, whether that's you know in their retirement plans at work or um, in in new accounts. Um, and you also, you also asked a question about you know how long did it take to get here? It was it was a grueling process. The first five to seven years were extremely difficult. I started in 2007, which was right on the cusp of the, the Great Recession, which was, of course, a global recession, um, brought down the value valuations of, of most publicly traded companies by half or more. Um, so very difficult. I also had a kid on the way. It wasn't necessarily the best timing, but it taught me the importance of mindset. It taught me the importance of behavior and habits because there were very, very well-educated, well-intentioned people who were intelligent. They were um, they were well-versed. They still made really bad decisions and really bad mistakes without proper coaching and guidance because a lot of people, just like we saw a few years ago in 2020 with COVID, they, they went into more the emotional part of their brain and they reacted based out of fear, um, based out of impulse rather than acting on a long-term plan. And that's what we try to do is get people out of that reactive mentality so they can proactively work towards the future. When, when you um, said that you coach people in terms of mindset, how does this process look? Because you said a lot of it is about habits and when people come to you and say, I need help with my financial planning, what is the process that you take them through? And uh, yeah, what is the mindset part? How do you introduce this? 
It's a very good question. And it's and it's difficult because what you're trying to do is really help people establish a better relationship with their future self. That's that's what you're trying to do. Um, and human beings don't do that naturally. We we have a tendency to live more in the moment. We were we were built, we, we were created to survive, not necessarily to thrive. And and if people are acting out of that survival instinct, it usually brings them back to whatever choice is easy in the moment rather than what is best for their life. So a lot of part, a big part of my job, Zarina, is helping people choose the hard right over the, the easy wrong. So the, the, one of the first things we do is try to connect them to their future self. So it's, it's interesting you ask that because the process is very similar to one of your recent guests who talked about this idea of epic. I think it was envision, plan, iterate, and collaborate. Um, the first start we the first thing we do is is that envision, helping them come up with what do they want their life to look like? What would financial independence look like? Um, we we don't even use the word retirement anymore. Mm-hmm. We talk about this idea of a work optional lifestyle. So Serena, if you came into our office or if you scheduled a, a Zoom appointment, what we would do is we'd say, okay, how how much money would you need hitting your checking account every single week or every single month, however you want to think about it? How much money would you need on a monthly basis coming from your investments to be able to give up your paycheck, give up your income and still live comfortably? How much would you need to, re- to replace? And how would your life look different? What would you want to add? What would what would you want in your life that you don't have now because either you don't have the, the freedom or the finances to be able to do that? So it could be hobbies, it could be travel. I know you've been traveling a lot lately and, and it's amazing being able to create that for yourself. A, a lot of folks would love to be able to do that. They don't know how, they don't know how to get there, but it's, it's finding out what's important to them, what really matters. And then attaching some measurable, uh, measurable objectives to that, attaching an income goal, and then attaching some savings goals to that, figuring out, okay, if this is where your income needs to be to have this desired lifestyle, what does your investment landscape need to look like in 10, 20 years, however long the timeline is, Sometimes it's as short as in six months. Somebody comes to us like, hey, you know, I'm getting ready to transition out of my job. I want to retire or at least have the option to retire. What does that look like? And we're basically trying to create that landscape for what does that future version of themselves need and try to get that introduction, try to get them to establish a relationship with their future self. And, and then we work backwards from that and creating a plan, a blueprint that takes them from where they are now to where they want to be. And that's really, really important. I mean, going back to what your previous guest talked about, it, it, this is a marathon. So we've got to create short-term steps, short-term wins that connect to that long-term goal. So rather than just merely putting away money every month, which is, is more like collecting investments than strategically investing towards a desired objective, we get them executing on a monthly plan. You know, this is how much they need to save. This is how that money needs to be invested. This is how much they need to put towards debt. Um, this is what their budget needs to look like, those types of things. So every single month, they can check off a box that says, you know, this month was a victory. I, I this, this was a win. This is what a win looks like. And it connects that to that much longer goal. So just for example, Zarina, if, if we ran through the numbers and we feel like, okay, you need to establish a two and a half million dollar net worth. 
in 10 years in order to have a work optional lifestyle. I'm making up these numbers. For a lot of people, that could be that could be really overwhelming and intimidating. Wow, two and a half million dollars. Like I don't never had that. Like I can't even fathom. Some people might not be able to even imagine what that would be like. And it's easy to push that out into the future. Like that's that's future Zarina's problem. Mm. Today's Zarina doesn't need to worry about it. But if you can connect that to what you need to do this month, and maybe that's investing an extra thousand dollars a month into your 401k or into your uh, mutual funds. Now that might not be easy to find an extra thousand dollars a month, but that's something people can at least wrap their head around. Two and a half million dollars, that seems unapproachable, but budgeting out to find an extra 500 or a thousand dollars, maybe they can do that. And now every single day matters. They're not worrying about 10, 15 years into the future. They're trying to figure out over the next 30 days, how can I save that, that extra amount? You can think of it in terms of like a weight loss or fitness goal, same thing. You know, if someone needs to lose 30 pounds, that can be really overwhelming. But if in order to do that, they need to lose one or two pounds this month, they can figure out a plan and a pathway. So every day, every week has meaning and impact and not worried so much about the whole goal of 30 pounds. It, that's, it's like eating an elephant. It's too much. So we just take one bite at a time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's the distilled wisdom, really, of of, of a lot of uh, mindset teachers from the past century and and recent mind teachers. It, it is really, as you said, envision, break it down, and make it workable. So the the philosophy is clear in every area of life. It works this way. Yes. But I yes. wanted to ask you something else, Chad. Now uh, you're working with mutual funds. What is the? Uh, do you have any observation on what is currently going on in terms of the world economy, how it is shifting uh, towards now Fed now was launched on the 20th of July. You know, it's it's all increasingly moving towards CBDCs, digital. We don't know what the world is going to look like. I know I'm going on a seeming tangent here, you know, moving away from months and, and financial planning. But do we have such a security in the future that we can say, OK, until now, the the our strategy in financial planning has worked this way and it has worked perfectly fine, but is it still going to work the same way in the current ecosystem development? So Mm -hmm. that's a great question. And it kind of brings up two things. Um, And I, and I want to, I want to deal with those both separately. So to answer your first question or the, or kind of the theme of this is, you know, how, how do we deal with an uncertain future, right? That's kind of what you're asking. Right. Um, can we guarantee what has worked in the past will work in the future? No, we can't. Um, but the world has always been an uncertain place. Mm-hmm. And I think two things are going against people in, in today's world. Number one, we don't know our history. So all we have to compare our current circumstances to is the recent past and the other part is we have like every morning you can pick up your phone and in 30 seconds, you haven't even gotten out of bed. You're not even fully awake yet. You can quickly review all the horrible things that happened all over the world while you were sleeping until the last 10 years. We really haven't been able to do that. And you almost can't avoid it now. It's almost thrust upon you. You have to actively fight to filter that stuff out. 
So not only do, do people not know their history as well as they used to, they also are bombarded by a media of constant gloom and doom and fear and all the horrible stuff that's happening. Well, you know what? This world, unfortunately, is, is, a, is a dark place. There's been horrible stuff happening for a long time. And what people don't understand is a lot of the good things that are happening. The millions of people that have been pulled out of billions of people that have been pulled out of poverty over the last 30, 40 years, uh, villages in in remote parts of the world that now have clean water, that have medicine. Um, is it is it on the level that we have here in America or places in Europe? No, but it's, it's miles ahead of what they used to have. Um, you don't have to go back very far to to look at the the death and destruction of world wars and economic disasters that not only destroy people's financial lives but many many millions of deaths because of famine and disease that were caused even even 40 years ago um this was happening in many many places in the globe so this world has always been difficult and uncertain um so we don't want to minimize that but what we do is make sure that people have a diversified strategy. Um, this isn't get rich quick. We're trying to build wealth slowly. We want it to be enduring. So what we do is we help people make sure that they don't have enough money in any one thing to make a killing, which means they also don't have enough money in any one thing to get killed. That's why we're big on mutual funds, because somebody can invest in five, six, seven, 10,000 different companies simultaneously, some of those companies are going to fail. Some of those companies are going to be stagnant and some of those companies are going to be fantastic. But on average, it gives people the exposure to many, many economies all across, across the globe, but they're not tied to any one company, any one industry, any one geographical area or any one type of company. Um, it's not super sexy, it's not exciting. But it has always worked. And I think it's our best, it's our best strategy for the future because it takes into the account the tremendous uncertainty that this world creates. Now, the other part of that is this idea of agency. So many people are focused on what they can't control. And that goes way beyond finance. Our, our world is screaming at us with all these things that we don't have control over. What people need to do is look at the areas of life that they can control. And let me just, let's use a fitness example. Let's go back to that. So the person that wants to lose 30 pounds, let's say in six months. Um, so that's, that's about a pound a week, right? 26 weeks, 30 pounds. Um, they can't completely control that outcome. What they can control is the inputs. Now that outcome will require a certain amount of, of health and physical ability and access to uh, good, healthy foods and some workout equipment and things like that. They could sprain their ankle in the middle of this process. They could, they could get really sick uh, in the middle of this process. They could have a family emergency that, that caused them to, to travel and they don't get to work out for a couple of weeks. None of those are in their control. So what they're going to do though is they're going to create a plan that says, I'm going to stop eating past 6 p.m. or I'm not going to eat processed foods except on the weekends, or I'm going to eat three more servings of green vegetables every day, or I'm going to go to the gym um, four days a week for at least 30 minutes, whatever it is. Those are all things those people can control. So folks need to control their, their inputs 
and allow the outcomes to just work themselves out. So that they need to have inputs, actions that are going to influence the outcome, but focus on what they have agency and influence over. So from a financial standpoint, we can't necessarily control the economy. Um, not necessarily, we can't control it at all. Moreover, or more than that, we can't even predict it. The best economists in the world are at best about like your journeyman weather person who's kind of just guessing at a bunch of short-term stuff. And they seem to spend more time explaining why they're wrong than why they were right. And even if we did know what the economy was going to do in the short term, we still could not make an investment strategy based off that. In the in the short run, and when I say short run, I'm talking months and, and even a few years, investments don't behave in lockstep with the economy. So even if you could predict the economy, you still couldn't create an investment uh, strategy based on that. So what we do is we base investment strategy specifically on long-term goals. Like just, Zarina, think about building a house. You you wouldn't you wouldn't base the the build of your house based on the weather today. You you would build your house. You would design it based on what your needs are for the future. Now you might have to pivot as you're building because of the the weather in the short term, but it wouldn't affect your long-term strategy. It just might affect your short-term tactics. So what we what we do is that same thing with financials and, and help people focus on what they can control. Again, that's paying off debt. It's it's actively adding to their investments. Doesn't matter how good your investment strategy is, if you're not adding to it on a consistent basis, it's not gonna work for you. Um, helping people take control of their, their, their budget. So they're not wasting money. They're not spending money unnecessarily. Those are all things that people can control. And what I, we always remind our, our American clients is what happens in your house is way more important than what happens in the white house. Cause that's what, that's what people here focus on is the politics and what's going on in the white house and who's elected and what the administration is doing. Serena, we can't control any of that. We can't control any, major political or even local political environment, but we can control what happens inside our lives, our house. And that's what people need to focus on. Great. I was, um, well, you were talking two questions uh, pop up, popped up. One was about the importance of fitness. I know you're big on fitness. So let's start with that one. And then I'm going <laughs> to ask my second question. Um, uh, how does this tie in your business that, do you do you relate it somehow to what you're coaching people or is it something that you're doing specifically for yourself or your family it's both so i i grew up playing a lot of sports i was very competitive um and i i competed in college and uh athletics was just is a big piece of my life uh, and being active has always been a big piece of my life um but what I've realized is that a couple of things. Number one, that physical fitness keeps me mentally sharp. We have a lot of families that, that depend on us, uh, depend on me and my team to be at our best. I feel like I owe it to them to do everything I can to stay sharp and, and be excellent. So fitness is just one area of excellence that I think easily influences many other areas of somebody's life. Um, but personally, it is very important to me. Um, I, I, in another life, I trained 
some Olympic athletes. I trained several professional athletes in various sports um, in, in some just, you know, local people who wanted to get in better shape. But some of these folks, we trained at a very, very high level um, soldiers who were getting ready to go into combat, specifically airborne soldiers. And I developed a lot of the the performance psychology, which again, was was stealing from a lot of different things. You mentioned it, like a lot of what I said is, is taking from mindset studies and coaching from over the past decades. But when I've pulled those things in and I, I developed a system coaching athletics and physical fitness and mental toughness. And then I pulled that into the area of finance as well, because the same things are necessary. It's doing hard things. It's making short-term sacrifices for a long-term benefit. It's, it's patience, it's perseverance, it's uh, resilience. All those things have very close uh, physical counterparts as well. So uh, a part of it is is me wanting a physical manifestation that's tangible of of what I'm I'm asking my clients to do as well. I I have to be somebody who's willing to sacrifice. I have to be somebody who's willing to do hard things. And they can't see that behind closed doors in my finances. They can see the result of that in in how I live my life, how I eat. And the last piece I would say on that Zarina is 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 being a good example to my clients not just in the the principles of discipline and patience and perseverance, but specifically in health. Because what good is it if somebody is financially independent, but they're in terrible health? They won't be able to enjoy it. And what we're trying to do is help people experience a life of freedom and abundance. You, You could be worth $10 million, $50 million, but if your health, your personal health is a train wreck, you're still living a life of scarcity. Uh, you won't have freedom. You won't have autonomy. So we want to make sure that our folks can build financial independence without giving up their health and to be able to build those two in tandem. I think I'm going to skip my second question because uh, it was uh, we went on a diff- in a different direction now. Um, what is the why is your company called Veritas? Is it somehow related to the Veritas? company that has to do with information share alternative information sharing no 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 affiliation there veritas is latin for truth and integrity Mm -hmm. and my sister was that one who actually suggested that name so we we were homeschooled in the 80s long before it was cool and popular so um as cool kids with no friends uh being homeschooled Yes, my mom made us do Latin. So we hit every homeschool stereotype. My mom made our own clothes. Uh, they all matched. So we were on vacation wearing matching clothes. It was ridiculous. <laughs> um, we all were dressed up like, where's Waldo? Um, so all of those homeschool stereotypes, including learning Latin. And one of the one of the principles that I decided was going to be extremely important for us was making sure that we told people what they needed to know, not necessarily what they wanted to hear. We were going to give people the information they needed to create a better future for themselves, even if it was difficult. And we have a lot of hard conversations with people because of that. Finances are a sensitive subject, and we do have to give people bad news sometimes. Um, 
it, it's it's not easy when you're dealing with somebody's hopes and dreams, especially when people come in who have not been working with us. They're recently referred and they're off track and they're figuring they're trying to figure out how to get back on track. Uh, we don't want to we don't want to sell products. We don't want to to give people a, a sales pitch to get them to make a short term decision. We want a long term commitment. So one of the principles is just to tell the truth and let the chips fall where they may. We don't sugarcoat it. We I mean, we try to be tactful, of course, but we lead with the truth. This is what you need. This is the information that you have to have to get to where you say you want to go. Are you willing to commit to this plan and this path is kind of the gist of it. So that's where Veritas came from, is that commitment to integrity, that these are the principles we're going to stick to, even if it means, and especially when it means difficult conversations and telling people something that is going to hurt, is going to sting a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to come to my, to my question after all. I thought <laughs> now is a good time. We talked that the economy and the outer circumstances are not, um, you have no control over, so we forget about them when it comes to wealth management. How about um, disruptions? You still have no control over them, but there are disruptions going on such a deep level that they, they may influence the mere essence of investment. Uh, I have something concrete in mind. And this is the, uh, for example, fractional real estate investment that is now going to be enabled. Is It, it is already enabled mm-hmm. by uh, DeFi, cryptocurrencies, uh, Ripple network, whatever. You know, it, so there are elements of industry that are disrupting everything or about to. How, how do you suggest people maneuver or what mindset do they need to have when when it comes to change of plan? Well, it's kind of two different questions there. So one is industry disruption. Right. And, and you're right, you can't plan for it. Um, you have to be willing to, to pivot, but rarely are we going to change somebody's investment strategy based on industry disruptions. And I'll just give you an example. So I think we can both agree that the internet 25 years ago is extremely disruptive, right? It, it changed the way the world worked. It also changed the way that people bought and sold. It changed commerce and, and it worked. So if you were to like in the mid nineties, look at, okay, I think this internet thing is going to be huge. I think it's going to change the way people shop and buy and sell goods. I'm going to bet my money on this. Your, your theory would have been absolutely correct. You would have absolutely nailed the internet. Absolutely. 100% changed commerce, how we shop, how we, we buy and sell. However, most of those companies in the late nineties, that were tied to internet commerce, e-commerce, do not exist. It became such a competitive landscape that most of those companies either were bought out, bankrupt, merged, something like that, but they failed to they failed to exist. A lot of them were squashed. There's a they're saying that, that says pioneers take all the arrows. That's very much the case. So once again, even though the internet was incredibly disruptive, 
if and if you had bet on it and guessed right, you still would not have been able to make an investment strategy based on it. In fact, if your investment strategy was too heavily betting on internet and e-commerce, there's a very good chance your financial future would have been irreparably destroyed. So as long as somebody stays diversified, again, it goes back to they don't have enough money in any one thing to make a killing. They don't have to buy Amazon, right? Mm. But they also don't have enough money to get killed. They're not going to be in Enron or Pets.com or Blockbuster or all these other businesses that were once great that have since failed. Um, the other the other part, though, is personal disruption, right? Somebody loses their job and we can't control the economy. And, and maybe that shouldn't change our investment plan, but it, it might change how we're able to execute. And that's why it's so important to have a blueprint, to have a strategy, because when life pushes you off course, people need to know what they have to do to get back on course. And and if you, we tie those two things together, um, I believe that an investment strategy, a financial plan should always be based on long-term goal, goals, long-term objectives, not what's going on in the world around you. And there's a lot of people who disagree with me, but I've got a lot of evidence to show that, that this strategy works. And a lot of people end up changing their strategy, changing their tactics based on what the world around them is doing rather than what they need. And it's like a dog chasing their tail. There, it's going to be uh, a constant, very fruitless process. And, and folks may need to change their strategies, but usually that's because their goals are changing. And there might be a disruption in what they are trying to accomplish. And that's that's when people need to change their tactics and their strategies. Again, going back to that, that metaphor of building a house. As you're building a house, you may realize the, the end result, the goal for the house has changed. You, you want maybe a little bit bigger living room. You're going to do more hosting, more get-togethers, or you want to add another be bedroom for grandma and grandpa when they get old or something like that. Well, now your tactics have to change because the goal changed, the the long-term objective changed. But we we have to be very careful about changing our 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 strategies because of temporary disruptions. Yeah, this has been a real pleasure. I I enjoyed going deep and a bit uh, off track with you on this conversation. Where can people find you to? Um, get the services of Veritas Wealth Management. What is the website called? It's veritasalaska.com. Uh, we were founded here in Alaska. Uh, we have folks nationwide and several folks international that we work with as well. Uh, so that website, uh, we'll probably need to change that at some point, but it's veritasalaska.com. Um, you can also find us on, on LinkedIn. You can find me personally on LinkedIn. Just look up Chad Hufford or Chad Hufford Veritas. Um, it's veritas.alaska on Instagram. You can look us up on some of the other major social media channels. And if people do have questions, um, they can email us at ask, A-S-K, ask at veritasalaska.com and let us know what, what your questions, concerns are, what you need help with, and we'll be happy to respond. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Anything that you want to close the conversation with? Anything that I've missed? No. In Well, first of all, I appreciate you having me on. It, it's been a fun conversation. We've covered a lot of ground, but 
I, I think a lot of it ties into those some of those same same things. It's being intentional. It's it's even when you ask me about my business, it's knowing what was important to me and and making plans based off that. And I think that's what I would that's how I'd like to close this out. Then is 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 encouraging people to live intentionally, make decisions on what they want for their life, not what other people want for them, and make sure that their choices, their behaviors, their habits line up with what they want, what's meaningful to them in the future, and to harness that agency. We we have more control over our lives than a lot of times we give ourselves credit to or credit for. And, uh, and if people start acting intentionally and living intentionally, they'll start to realize that. I love that message. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Grow and Learn. We hope that you found our podcast informative, engaging, and inspiring. Our mission is to help you keep growing and learning, and we hope that our conversations and insights have provided you with practical advice and useful perspectives. If you're looking for personalized support and guidance to help you achieve your personal or professional growth objectives, I offer a range of services to help. As a trusted management partner and mentor, I work with businesses in the process of transformation, looking for new streams of business, as well as M&A. With an extensive professional network of experts and mentors, I can bring on board the right person or team based on the specific needs of the company I'm working with. To learn more about the services I offer and how I can help you achieve your goals, visit my website at growandlearn.org. You can also reach out to me via email or social media. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode of Grow and Learn, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback is important to us and it helps us to continue to create content that is relevant and valuable to our listeners. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to sharing more insights and perspectives with you in the future.